one night in Edmonton. We were out on the town, and there was a guy by the name of Bane Nori. How about that? Bane says, I did I ever tell you guys about the night I was out with the Rolling Stones? And I'm like, come on! What was Mick Jagger like? And he's like, well, no, no, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't there. It was the rest of the band. And I hit the floor. You weren't with the Rolling Stones then, Bane. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are the Rolling Stones. <laughs> exactly. Like This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you live on Game Plus, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk. That's the radio, 99.1 WQEE in Noonan. Um, Darren Moose DuPont is with us. And just to continue the theme for those that just tuned in, uh, you, you've missed a lot, a lot of fun. It was a very big night in the National Hockey League last night, and I did not even mention the absolute worst the second worst thing that could have happened to the Calgary Flames did happen. And that was the teams above them all got points. The Orders won. The Jets got a loser point. The only way that could have been worse for the Flames is if they had lost two. But they didn't. They scored with 4.7 seconds left in Dallas. Tyler Toffoli. And away we go. They're at Minnesota tonight. Darren, I was asking, as you know, uh, asking people if you hate the Vegas Golden Knights, why? Because I, I see a lot of it on social media. I hear it from fans on the street. And so far, we haven't got any good reasons, by the way. We haven't got any good reasons. I'm actually glad I put that question out there because it just realized it's just typical societal hate right now. The expansion draft rules is the one thing, but I didn't hear a lot of that. It's, uh, their social media account is cocky. They, the expectations are too high. Their white jerseys are gross. This, it's, just, it's all dumb stuff. There's no good reason to not like the Vegas Golden Knights. And the reason I'm bringing that up is I can't wait to watch the Vegas Golden Knights tonight live here in Sunrise, Florida against the Florida Panthers in a game which they're pretty much must win the rest of the way for the Panthers. Now, Darren, I promised I would ask you a football question and get your take on it. And just ahead of that, T. Will is watching in Winnipeg right now. They lost to San Jose last night in extra time. He says, being in Winnipeg right now, Rod, I wouldn't be too heartbroken if I couldn't make it here if I were you. Now, I just looked it up. Minus 20 with a wind chill in Winnipeg. I would like to get to Winnipeg this spring, just not right now. That's, that's it. But we love us some Winnipeg. And I said, who's the box quarterback if it's not Tom Brady? Which it's not Tom Brady. Tom's retired. I don't understand why there's no talk about that. So Ryan in New York, who doubles as our fact checker. Thank you, Ryan. And um, archivist. He says, right now, the Buccaneers quarterback depth chart is Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask. I suspect they'll be shopping for a quarterback in free agency because if they don't, yikes. Mm. I, I don't understand why they weren't in on Derek Parr. I didn't even hear his name tied to Tampa. I don't hear anybody's name tied to Tampa Bay. Do you? No, I don't. I don't. And this is a Tampa team that, yeah, they took a step back last year, you know, and got bounced pretty early in the playoffs, Dallas, uh, to the Dallas Cowboys. But here's a group who's got some of the pieces to potentially get back fairly quickly. Good receiving core, Godwin, Evans, and the rest of that group. You know, they've got weapons. Um, they're really a quarterback away from getting that going again. So, yeah, I'm surprised. Perhaps they're a team that might make a splash at the draft and give away a bunch of assets and draft picks in order to move up and get one of the coveted rookies that are out there, whether that's C.J. Stroud, whether it's Bryce Young, or whether it's the uh, 
the quarterback from Florida, the Gators, who shot combine. Um, you get him a little bit later in the first round, maybe in the second round, but maybe that's their plan. But you're right. I've heard nothing about this uh, situation at all. It's quite interesting, man. It's quite interesting. Randy from Winnipeg writes in and says, I heard Philip Rivers wants to play again. Two teams looked at him before the playoffs. Breaking news, Philip Rivers is going to always want to play again. Talk to any retired football player. They're always going to want to play again. For the older yeah. football, they, they don't go by what he says. Philip Rivers struggled when he did play. Talking about coming back two years out. I remember this. I realized that, and hockey players aren't a whole lot different than football players, but there's, but the football players are worse. You got to largely drag them kicking and screaming from the field. And I remember this, dupes. You remember the old swamp dog, Ron Estee? I just talked to his wife a couple weeks ago. He was the defensive line coach for the Riders for years, and he felt like family to me. And his wife's Debbie, and they're living down there in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And he won. He was on those Eskimo teams, the five in a row, 70s as well, iconic Edmonton teams. So the people in Edmonton would know the name Ron Este. He's in the Eskimos Hall of Fame, Canadian Football Hall of Fame, LSU Tigers Hall of Fame. He's in every Hall of Fame. And he was the guy that talked like the water boy in the water boy. Who was the coach he couldn't understand? Was it the coach? Bobby Boucher? Swamp, yeah. we could never understand him. He had this southern drawl. We couldn't understand him. But I remember one time, Este, when he was with us with Saskatchewan, he said he would he, cut, cut one, one arm, one, 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 one more point. We're like, what? You put subtitles under that? <laughs> and I can't remember. <laughs> one of the other coaches said he'd cut his arm off to have just one more play. That's a Hall of Famer right there. Yeah. And did I ever tell you, just speaking of Estes arms, here's the beautiful quick story. This is what sets this show far different apart from the others. Did I ever tell you he had a tattoo of an R on his arm? An R? Did I tell you that? An R. No. He said, one night they were having a house party at Tom Wilkinson's place, the quarterback, a party. And they started giving each other tattoos. This was in the 70s. So he got an R. And I said, what's the R stand for? He goes, it's from a right arm, from a, from a right arm. I said, but you don't have an L on your left arm. Why would you have an R here but not an L there? He goes, well, if I know this is my right arm, <laughs> I don't need to be told which one's my left arm. <laughs> Can you believe this? He needed guys? it so he could remember. Yeah. Eesh. Um, Jen from the Four Seasons says, so Aaron is going to have talks with the Jets. Oy vey. Don't you love how you being the branding specialist for the NFL, people are just referring to these guys by their first names. And the, the other thing is we know who she's talking about. I know. Aaron. There's only one, Aaron. And so he's going to talk to the Jets now. They were in on Derek Carr, from what I understand. And trust me, this ain't the NFL show, but we talked hockey for all of our one. So I will talk a little football here right now. I guess my point is every single day, on ESPN, they've been talking about Aaron Rodgers and his whereabouts and a little bit of Derek. Nothing about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers not having a quarterback. I don't get it. 
It's like a narrative's being pushed. Why would, and I don't understand why Derek Carr wouldn't even be talking to them. By the way, on that Vegas thing, T. Will's watching in Winnipeg, and he says, I was chatting with a Vegas fan back in 2018 when they were playing the Jets, and he felt that since Vegas never had a team before, they deserved the cup more than we did. I hate the entitlement. <laughs> but again, that isn't necessarily their fault. But the thing people are writing Darren in on Twitter saying, Gary loves them. Gary's got a love in for them. And the Gary this, Gary that. And team photographer for the Golden Knights wrote in. And he goes, well, he, Gary's on the payroll. We're like, they're talking about Gary Bettman, not Gary Lawless. They don't even get that. So I'm starting to understand. <laughs> don't, do you need to be dyed in the wool, wool hockey fans to cheer for a team? I don't think so. But the point is they don't know what they don't know. Fair? That's fair. They don't know what they don't know. And the thing about the expansion draft with Vegas is that look at what's look at Columbus. You know, really have had trouble being relevant, being good. They've never really recovered. Now a lot of that is just drafting, management, all of that. I mean, Nashville's had some success since coming into the league, but they really wanted to ensure that a, a new market didn't spend a bunch of money in a franchise fee and a, and a, and a um, expansion fee and all that, and then just struggle for years and years and years and years and years. They want to make sure that teams coming into the league can have business success. And to have business success, we know you need to win. And it's not like they had an advantage, but they took advantage of the rules that were there and they got creative, very creative, and how they, you know, acquired draft picks and accelerated the expansion process and good on them for that um seattle learned from it looked at it but so did the rest of the league and they weren't as fortunate so it's the way it goes it's sports i think uh the golden knights could give a ted talk in how to ignore the noise because number one they hired the two best general managers they could in george mcphee and kelly mccrimmon and they mccrimmon the entire nhl so it's not even, they don't get credit for what they did landing up in the Stanley Cup final their first year. And frankly, I don't think Gary Bettman had a problem with that either. It was one of the greatest stories in NHL history. That's a fact. And because they duped everybody, that's not their fault. <laughs> do, do you no. blame the hustler or do you blame yourself for being duped in the, around the pool table? Blame yourself. Ah, I should have known. Don't hate the player. Right? Hate the game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, on the text line, 902-518-3033. Brenton in Saskatoon writes in. He says, good day, Rod. Has the NHL playoff format changed at all this year? Uh, that's a hard no. Signed, Brento in Saskatoon. No, the NHL playoff format has not changed this year. And I... <laughs> But they'll probably fidget with it down the line to make sure the Leafs get a more favorable matchup moving past this year. Hot take. Um, by the way, everybody, Darren and I have said we're not giving, it's 111 Eastern, by the way. Visualize a positive outcome. Maybe the Flames need to rely on numerology. Beautiful. People have written off the Flames, and the reason we talk so much Flames here is we broadcast half the year from Cowtown, or at least last year we did. They don't even have the playoff matchups up yet on the score app. You know when they do that? When, I don't know when they start doing that, but they haven't started that yet. The Orders have 17 games left. The Flames have uh, 18 games left. Nobody's clinched a spot yet, and that includes the Boston Bruins, and the score has not put up their... Because that's fun. That's really fun. 
You know, they do all the math, and it's right there in the app for you, who the teams will face with the first-round playoff pairings. So they haven't even done that yet. So yeah. I just, I guess that's just nature, Darren. Is it not why fans would be writing off their team? I, it would suck to be with the Flames right now when your own fans don't believe in you. But well, it is what it is. Be horrible. Be horrible. But you got to stick with them. It could get real fun if they go on a run here down the stretch. But, you know, they win one, then they lose two. Oh. And then they're going to win, you know. they got to go on a run here. Simple. Oh, yeah. They know that. And the Flames were at Minnesota tonight. Darcy in Grand Prairie, Alberta, writes in and says, Me again. Please talk about Trevor Bauer. No one else will. The Jays should be all over this. Kobe gets away with rape and is celebrated. Bauer was cleared of all charges. What's going on? I'm not talking about it, Trevor, because I don't, or uh, Darcy, because I don't know enough about it. Please don't come here for Major League Baseball opinions. I was thinking about that this morning. Whether it be Darren Dreger or Dave Naylor or Adam Schefter, would you ask them what they think about the Major League Baseball new rules? It's not what we do here. Go pester somebody that talks about baseball every day. I appreciate him asking, but how many times do I have to see? He's like, me again. Can you talk about Trevor Brown? No, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, Ted in Red Deer says, if you want to see how not to have an expansion franchise, see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good for the NHL. <sighs> right over my head on that one, Ted. What are you talking about? The Buccaneers have been in the NFL for over 40 years, 40, oh, 50 years. Ah, like, I'm old. I'm 50. I'm not a kid. So why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't understand. What do you mean? We're not even talking about the Buccaneers as an expansion team. We don't talk about the Lightning as an expansion team anymore. Tank Abbott in uh, the Energy City says, you do the watching, Rod does the talking. That's the deal. How about that? I want to talk know. about the Leafs, the Leafs at the Devils tonight. How about, you're going to have to speak for all Leafs fans, Moose. What's your uh, thought on that one tonight? Another litmus test, and these are all litmus tests down the road, especially when you're taking on good teams, whether it's the Devils or whoever it might be on any given night. But, um, yeah, just interested to see where this group goes and, and, you know, how they start gelling. We've learned this morning that Ryan O'Reilly, I believe, had successful finger surgery for the broken finger, um, but it's a four-week absence for Ryan O'Reilly. So you just got excited about him. Now we're going to be without him for four weeks, but that means he'll be back for the end of the regular season and he'll be back for the playoffs, which will start middle of April, I think uh, around the 17th or 18th of April. Um you know, that's unfortunate, but it gives other guys an opportunity to get into the lineup. So that's where we're sitting now as we head into uh, the game tonight. Every game's a big game. I put on my social media here about Vegas being in Florida tonight. My buddy Jeff, you know him, Jeff Pearson, wrote me back and he's like, big game. I'm like, they're all big now. I don't know why. I'm not even looking at it from a Vegas perspective. I'm looking at it from a Florida Panthers perspective where they're down to 18 games left. And their color guy, Randy Moeller, who's going to be on this show on Thursday, says they got to go 14-4. and four. So 
Not everybody's going to get in. And I guess before we break here, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Capital has dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California, which Western Conference bubble team, fringe team, has the best chance of getting into the Stanley Cup playoffs. And here's a poll for once the Calgary Flames are running away with. It's between Calgary, St. Louis, Nashville, or other, and the Flames are running away with it. Like, it's... It's there for them. And for anybody to say, oh, somebody's got to drop out of the running, that could be the Jets. That could be the Oilers. That could be Colorado. So they can't give up. And we got some NFL comments, too. Hang on, Trey in Toronto. John in Edmonton. We'll get to those when we return. Mike Wilner coming up, by the way. Host of the Blue Jays Deep Left Field Podcast. We're live on Game Plus TV, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and your Southern Home of Sports and Talk WQEE, the key. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Because it's a heave-ho, high-oh, stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. All right, welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. On this Tuesday, episode number 953 of your favorite daytime sports talk show is uh, over halfway through the day. Big game day down here in South Florida tonight. Florida Panthers home to the Vegas Golden Knights. Moose's Leafs are at the New Jersey Devils. The Moose joins us from uh, the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And you see the ad for Bet Regal's Bad Beats. Our exclusive betting partner and sportsbook is Bet Regal. And Moose, can you, before you talk about the Bad Beats, whether it be for yourself or someone we may know, can you explain what this new segment is on our program that we do every week? Everything's going your way. You've got a real big bet that's about to cash, and at the last second, something unforeseen that should never happen happens, and you lose your bet. That's a bad beat. Something happens, and it comes out of left field in the very last minute, and uh, you end up losing the whole ticket. So uh, bad beats, that's what it is. So do you have one for the weekend as you're such a betting guy? I do, but it's not mine, as you winked. It comes from producer Clark. He actually was sharing the story in one of our morning meetings. Look at he had a parlay going, which meant that uh, a number of things had to happen in order for the ticket to cash. So he had four or five games, I believe it was, booked on Saturday for hockey, and he was rolling. He won all the early games, one, two, three, four, and all he needed to cash his hundreds of dollars in winnings 
was for the Toronto Maple Leafs to beat the Vancouver Canucks on Saturday night. They lead them by 30 points in the easy, standings. Right? Going to the should playoffs be should be a six-inch putt. But the Vancouver Canucks beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-1. to Ruined the whole weekend, ruined the whole ticket. And that was the one, should have been the one gimme on the betting slip. Turned out to be the one that caught him in the end. Tell us your bad beats, everybody. Dave. Brought to you by Bet Regal. A um, couple things before we look uh, uh, around the schedule tonight. Troy in Toronto, big Packers fan. One of the biggest Packers fans I know. He says, I am so sick the Aaron Rodgers speculation, just trade the guy and move on. Rod, this distraction before mini camps start. Let us start learning to love, love. Uh, dude, you're preaching to the choir. I've stopped talking about Aaron Rodgers, and to be honest, I've changed the channel. I, I don't understand, and maybe one day I will, the more time I spend in America. Why do they keep flogging the same thing every day? And I finally just said, I'm an idiot if I keep watching it. I know I just I I I I feel like Aaron Rodgers is getting some sadistic pleasure out of yanking everybody's chain. That's all I can think, Darren. Like, what's taking him so long? I know. Again, we mentioned it, you know, last week about how important it is for him to make the right decision and take all the time he needs. I know Packer fans want to know. But it's not like it's going to impact the season. It's not going to take that long. Every other team, whether it's the New York Jets um, or some other franchise that's going to make a move for Aaron Rodgers, they want to know, too, um, sooner than later. So these meetings are happening. I think you need to stay patient if you're the Packers. I don't think that if Aaron Rodgers leaves, they're going to go out in free agency and find somebody. I don't think they're looking at giving up a bunch of assets to trade up for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. So I think the alternative, if Rodgers isn't your quarterback, I think you're happy with Jordan Love. So there's no need to worry because you've got a backup plan already in place. So let the process happen. It's going to take maybe a little time, but it's not going to stretch into the season. You're going to be okay. There's no need to be anxious. Darren Darren just said that. I think the general manager, the Gutenkirk, did I say that right? He's probably not worried. Frustrated, probably is frustrated because there's a big, what's Aaron getting, $47 million a year? That's a lot of money that could be spread other places. You yeah. would like to plan, uh, but free agencies in a week. And by the way, I just Googled 2023 top NFL free agents. This is from The Athletic. It was posted 19 hours ago. The top two players are quarterbacks, Derek Carr and Geno Smith. They've both been signed within the last 19 hours. So there's not a lot of quarterbacks left. The next two top players are Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys and Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders, two running back. So, <laughs> oh, Tampa might be looking to pull off a trade. Interesting comment or question here from John in Edmonton. He says, thoughts on Gary Bettman saying that there could be two possible new NHL teams coming, one back in Atlanta and somewhere else? I didn't see those comments, and I follow the NHL quite closely. Do you want to send us a link, John, before I comment on something that might be a waste of time? Did you see anywhere? I did a quick Google search, news search, and I don't see Gary Bettman talking about two new teams. Uh, Have you seen anything on it? No, I really haven't, and, you know, haven't been following that storyline close at all in terms of who the two new teams might be or, or what the plan would be for expansion. I don't, it seems a little premature to be having that talk. Yeah. 
Uh, I would love to see the NHL go back to Atlanta, where we air on the radio. That might be fun. And by the way, I do have uh, some information to a degree on the uh, sale of the Montreal Alouettes that I'll get to. But I am with you if there's money to be made in terms of expansion fees. And they think that, let's just use Atlanta as an example, a third try there would work. I'd be all for it. I wasn't as deeply into hockey in the early 90s. Because, dude, that was 30 years ago, 30-plus years ago. But my dad was working in the NHL at the time. I don't remember the hockey people at that time complaining about how the, the caliber of play was going to be watered down. I don't remember them. I mean, it ended up happening. But I don't remember them being worried about it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The 80s yeah. hockey, and I'm sure there was a big uproar when the original six, when the NHL expanded to 12 teams. But it is what it is. But I would be shocked if even even the greedy Gary Bettman and the greedy NHL owners would want to go past 32 teams. Now, moving franchises, different story. Yeah. But I don't think, what would lead you to believe that? Look, with Florida, there will be at least 16,000 people at the game tonight here in Sunrise. Quite frankly, when I first started coming to the games, there was only five 6,000. Suited me just fine. Easy to get out of the parking lot. No lineups at the concessions. Let's go. I know. So, and Arizona is, they're not clearly going anywhere, right? So why would we I think, think so. unless they're landing spots? Well, although T. Will in Winnipeg says, I heard about Atlanta maybe getting another team. Uh, and John in Edmonton says, by the way, an insider said it. Okay, well, then it must be true. T. Will in Winnipeg says, betting on the Leafs is never a good idea. Just ask every Leafs fan after round one. L-M-A-O. Leafs suck. <laughs> That's from a guy in Winnipeg. Hot um, well, I got I to gotta stop it now. We'll move on. Jennifer from the fourth season says, we need to know if Aaron's leaving. Because I'm sorry, love is not ready. We'll need to find another quarterback. And Troy says that makes Rodgers even more valuable for trade equity if the top two free agent quarterbacks are signed. Jets can afford him. Bye, Aaron. That's the one thing I've never quite figured out. I've never got this. Back to the Kelly McCrimmon thing where he goes, we don't do anything different in the NHL level than we were doing in junior. Yep. Contract time, the general manager and the coach isn't usually interviewed around contract time, but the GMs and the media saying... This guy's not this. He's not that. He hasn't produced. He hasn't done that. So they fight over money. Kind of what Aaron Rodgers has been doing for the last couple of years with the Packers. And then when they finally get a deal signed, they're supposed to be best friends. You're supposed to get over this that fast. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just. Especially when you go to arbitration they and they literally do it yeah. sitting across the table from each other. He's not worth it because he does this and he made this mistake and that mistake. You know? To. Try and save money. And I get it. It's but then, have, yeah, then you're supposed yeah, to be best they, friends. It's hard to go back. Well, I'm sorry. And that's why they have uh, agents, of course. Okay, this from HockeyFeed.com. John in Edmonton has sent me the uh, link. Uh, insider's hint at two new NHL expansion teams. Well, to me right now, that's fake news. And I don't want to waste my or anybody else's time on that. 
Terry in Calgary says Houston is the other rumored team. Yes, but they've been talking about that for literally years. Remember when you and I were in Houston hosting a sports trip? We're looking around at the Toyota Toyota Center? Yeah. Toyota Center, Toyota Arena going, pretty good town. And let's remember, I've had some very good friends play hockey in Houston. They say it is a fabulous hockey community. You have the Houston Arrows. Gordy Howe played there. My good friends, Rich Preston. You hear me talk about Rico all the time. Shoot, his wife's from Houston. He met his wife there. Yeah. Todd uh, McClellan coached there. Josh Harding played in Houston. It's not completely out of the realm of possibility, but what makes us believe that it's imminent? Okay, we, it's, getting, it's, getting, it's getting dumb here. We, like we do have a lot of Winnipeg people tuned in, and I love them, but Randy in Winnipeg says, I heard the ice will be fined $500,000 for not building the new arena when they move. That's the junior team. It was reported by Mike Sawatsky from the Winnipeg Free Price that they've already been fined $500,000. Then, de- then it was denied by the WHL. No, that's not true, the WHL said. Then we hear in another story from Paul Friesen for the Winnipeg Sun, I believe, that they were fined. I'm, like, I'm, I'm out. Uh, figure it out. I'm done. This is so stupid. Fake news. Done. Having said all of that, I did talk to my guy this morning. You know him. Florida football guy, one of the Florida football guys that I know, and he, we, he talked about the sale of the uh, Alouettes, and he said that it's happening. The report within 24 hours, Quebec Corps, frankly, I'm not versed in the Eastern Canadian, particularly Quebec media circles, but Quebec Corps, uh, Quebec Corps the biggest media company in Quebec, I guess like Toronto's bell, if you will, or maybe White Mike Wilner can straighten this out uh, next uh, segment. But no, I want to talk Blue Jays with him. But they own the TV channel TVA. I got friends that work there. They're buying the Alouettes, and they're saying, well, it's a corporation, so this is good. The guy, is it Patno? Patno something? He is the richest man in Quebec buying the Alouettes. So good. They got security. They're not going to have to piecemeal this thing together. It was a toy for Gary Stern and Sid Spiegel, and look what happened. There was a disaster. So give it to somebody with money. It's like the Pats and Brandt, and we never have to worry about them going belly up again. And that's really all I have to say about that. The other thing, my friend just said that they have spurned people from outside the province with more money, with more experience running sports teams. They really wanted local Quebec ownership. And frankly, I admire that. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in for that. Uh, you know, a, a group in the province that's dedicated to growing. You know, TVA has got a, a big presence in that market. Yeah, they don't have television rights for the Canadian Football League, but it doesn't mean that when a contract comes up again that they won't negotiate for some rights within the province for extra programming, extra content, things like that. It could be, it could be a good thing for the league in terms of media and attention because, you know, you might be able to uh, get more coverage and hopefully it creates a little stability for that franchise. Uh, last one. John from St. Halbert says, could Saskatchewan get an NHL hockey team? No, stop talking about it. We've dressed, addressed it 1,000 times. Just like the CFL going to Halifax, forget it, stop, it's getting dumb again. And I want to talk Blue Jays, something that actually matters and is going to happen. The Toronto Blue Jays in 2023 with Mike Wilner next. See you in overtime, Moose. See you in OT.
All right, we're live on Game Plus Television. We're live on YouTube streaming, iHeartRadio, your favorite podcast platform. And get your Blue Jays questions ready for Mike Wilner next, okay? 902-518-3033 is the number to reach me right in the South Florida studio. And we are live on your Southern Home of Sports and Talk, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Yeah, we're going to talk a little Blue Jays baseball, and I appreciate those who have written in with their questions for Mike Wilner from the Deep Left Field podcast, longtime host of Jays Talk, and of course, Toronto Star columnist Mike Wilner joining us here in the midst of spring training. There he is from the T-Dot. Good to see you, Mike. I always appreciate your time, and I think the last time we were on, we mentioned that the Jays... Pretty much every periodical I've seen have them in the top seven or eight power rankings going into the year. Let me ask you this. What are the early returns in your mind uh, from the first bit of spring training that we've seen down here in Florida? I mean, I don't really pay much attention, to be honest, to like spring training results or who's doing what. The The samples are so small. You're looking at pitchers who have six innings and hitters who have 11 at-bats and stuff like that. I, I believe that, you know, track record means a lot and and who they are means a lot and the the really only important thing about spring training is health and so far pretty good for the blue jays i mean vladimir guerrero jr has the little knee thing uh but they don't think it's going to be a big issue it was enough for him to skip the world baseball classic which i think was the right move um and uh brandon belt hasn't gotten into a game yet but i mean this is a guy who's only had like eight spring at-bats the last two years combined or something. So he's taking it easy and doing the things he feels like he needs to do. So they're healthy. Um, Yusei Kikuchi has looked terrific. Uh, he's pitching right now. Um, but again, it's five innings. So like, what can you really draw from that? Uh, for me, they're healthy and they're a really good team. So that's, that's what matters. Interesting you say that because... The questions that are coming in are regarding the new rules. Swerve in Calgary says uh, this MLB season will be a joke for all ages, a race against the clock. That's his pun. Uh, what are your thoughts on the new rules? There have been quite a few. Yeah, there are a few. And, and I think it's, I mean, it's really overstated, um, a race against the clock. I mean, first of all, do we really need half an hour of hitters adjusting the Velcro on their batting gloves, of pitchers going for walks after every pitch, of a hitter calling timeout after every pitch. That's what we're losing. We're not, there's no racing at all. You'll notice if, you, if you're watching these games that 15 seconds can be a really long time. And look, uh, I know, Rod, you work in radio i worked in radio we know how long 15 seconds is how long eight seconds is and and how short it can be but the batter has to be alert to the pitcher with nobody on base with eight seconds left on the clock and the pitcher has those eight seconds to decide when he wants to throw the pitch and uh, having watched a whole bunch of games there's no racing there's no you don't notice the things that 
are gone because they were stupid to begin with. We're going, what we're going back to is where baseball was 30, 40 years ago, where they actually got on the mound and threw a pitch, where a hitter got in the box, where Mike Hargrove, who, who went on to be a, a great manager, but who was the first baseman of, the, of Cleveland in the 80s, he took forever between pitches. He would step out and he would put his bat between his legs and adjust his gloves and do all these little things to the extent that his nickname was the human rain delay. And last year, about, I would say, 60 to 70% of major league hitters were as slow as Mike Hargrove. They didn't have nicknames because it was no longer notable. And now we're just going to see baseball. And I, I think it's, it's fantastic. Um, I'm sure the person who thinks it's going to be a race and, and baseball is going to be terrible uh, loves the fact that there's no shift anymore because it feels like that's the same sort of uh, uh, demographic that they're hitting there. Uh, so there's not going to be a shift. The bases are a little bigger, um, but not bigger enough, I don't, I don't think, to make a significant difference in, in uh, base stealing, though they'll try more uh, because of the, the pickoff rule. But, I, I mean, I love the... Love the fact that batters can only call timeout once per at bat. Uh, that's that's my favorite of all the new rules. Jen from the Four Season Sports Palace wants to know your thoughts on our bullpen this year and whom are the best prospects in your opinion? The best bullpen prospects or the best prospects for the well, team? I guess I'm just reading what she said. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, the bullpen. I think. I mean it. People will be upset every time that they don't close down a game or give up a run. Uh, it feels like fans expect bullpens to have an ERA of zero, um, and, and it just it doesn't work that way. The bullpen is very, very, very good. Jordan Romano is one of the best closers in baseball, has been for a couple of years. Uh, he is backed up by Yimmy Garcia and Anthony Bass and Eric Swanson and Tim Meza and Adam Simber. I mean, it's a really good, really deep bullpen, and we're not even talking about, you know, Nate Pearson yet, who uh, I think whatever he does will be gravy, but it could be really, 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 really tasty gravy. I mean, uh, it's it's a very good bullpen. Uh, it's going to give up runs, and the Jays will blow some saves, and they will lose some games, um, but it's... It's a very, very good bullpen. And as far as the prospects, I mean, uh, if I, you don't mind me doing a little shameless self-promotion, uh, check out the episode of Deep Left Field that's up there right now, episode 101. The latest one has conversations with Ricky Tiedemann and Adam and Bar Addison Barger, who are the top two prospects on the team. Uh, Tiedemann is a 20-year-old left-hander who throws 97, 98, 99. Uh, one of the top left-handed pitching prospects in the game overall. Really, really exciting and having a terrific spring. He's going to pitch later today. Uh, Barger is a shortstop third baseman that they're trying to work in some outfield. Uh, really, really good hitter. Tons of power. Hit it right out of the stadium um, down in Bradenton against the Pirates in the opening day of uh, Grapefruit League play a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's And he's a lot of fun, too. Very, very, very confident young man. Um, who will probably play in the major leagues at some point this year. Tiedemann might, maybe not, because he's so young and he's only had a little bit of work as high as double-A and they're being careful with his innings. But uh, but those are the, the top couple of prospects. You said you knew radio, you know time. We've got two minutes. Lyle in Toronto right. says, 
he's watching on Game Plus television right now. He says, very excited for this Jay season. My favorite players, Alejandro Kirk. Are he and Manoa the best pitcher-catcher duo in modern Blue Jays history? Uh, I'm not quite sure what that means, but Alec Manoa is really <laughs> You define exciting. modern, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and best pitcher-catcher duo, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, um, the Jays didn't really have a great, great catcher uh, when Roy Halladay was here. Um, you know, so can you say like Halladay and Darren Fletcher uh, were great? Fletcher was no Kirk, uh, but Kirk is still only like 24, so he's got a lot of growing to do. It's certainly possible that... Um, you know, they, it could grow into this uh, great... I, I don't think of great pitcher-catcher combos, though. Um, I mean, David Price and Russell Martin, you know? Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a weird thing for me to wrap my head around. I will say this. Alec Manoa uh, had one of the greatest seasons that any Blue Jay pitcher has ever had last year, and it was his first full season in the Major League, so that's extraordinarily exciting. And Alejandro Kirk, in his first full season in the major leagues, had one of the best seasons that any Blue Jay catcher has ever had. So, yeah, they're right. they're on that that track for sure. Yeah, it's not something you normally talk about, but I mean, you could throw out Todd Stottlemyre and Pat Borders. What the hell? Um, yeah, no, they're all good. I, I would not, Troy. I would not last one. <laughs> Troy in Toronto. Last one. I have a very important question for Mike. When I'm in Clearwater in a few weeks for spring training, what are the best places to eat in the area? You've, you've become uh, Yelp, Mike. Yeah, well, you know what? Go, go to Lenny's for breakfast. Uh, it's, it's on Highway 19, just south of the Phillies Stadium. Uh, it's only open Wednesday to Sunday, and it's only open till 3 p.m. So uh, you got to hit, hit Lenny's. Um, Clearwater Beach has a bunch of really good places to eat. Everybody seems to like Shepherd's. There's a place called Columbia Restaurant on Sand Key that is uh, wonderful. Um, yeah, those are, I guess, those are three good ones. And Kobe. Kobe and, uh, in Dunedin. I've run into a Blue Jay at least four times eating there. So there you go. Kobe? Yep. All right. Kobe. And Troy, the original. Yeah. The original Hooters is in clear water as well. Yes, it Mike, is. hey, enjoy this season. I hope to chat with you throughout. Thanks, Rod. Always happy to be here. Mike Wilner doing great things with the Deep Left Field podcast and uh, covering the Toronto Blue Jays in a variety of platforms. Give them a follow. We'll be right back with overtime after this. The Golden Knights hate continues. <laughs> we'll get some messages there, too. We'll talk about that as the Golden Knights are here in Sunrise tonight. I can't wait for this game. I haven't looked forward to this a game like this in quite some time. We'll be right back. We're live on Game Plus TV, live streaming on YouTube, as you know, and on your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Because it's a heave-ho. Hi-oh! 
stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swab in the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We are live for Overtime, proudly brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. Darren Moose Dupont joins us. Moose, I'm going to combine this Hour 2 Sports update with a sponsor. How about this? This came down this morning. The Canadian International returns in 2023. The $750,000 turf event for three-year-olds and up wasn't held in 2022, but will be run October 8th at Woodbine Racetrack. It will cover one and a quarter miles over the E.P. Taylor Turf Course instead of one and a half miles. Woodbine will open its 133-day meet April 22nd. It will conclude December 10th. This 2023 race season at Woodbine will also feature two $1 million races, including the King's Plate on August 20th to open the OLG Canadian Triple Crown. It'll be followed by the $400,000 Prince of Wales Stakes on September 12th at Fort Erie Racetrack with the final jewel the $400,000 Breeders' Stakes Turf Race slated for October 1st at Woodbine. That was just announced this morning from our good friends at Woodbine Entertainment. And this sports update is for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, number one at the box office. Head down there and check out what all the fuss is about. Uh, Troy in Toronto wanted to know, boy, I don't know if you saw the interview with Mike Wilner, but Troy asked him for good eating spots in Clearwater. Mike was on it, like on it now. He had them all. And I said, well, the original Hooters is in Clearwater. And Troy goes, love me some Hooters. So uh, there's that. Um, Oh, Clark, this is interesting. And um, where there's smoke, there's fire with Clark. He would not have told me this if he didn't think it was actually believable. Apparently, the Atlanta Falcons... And the Baltimore Ravens have something cooking. Breaking rumor. That wasn't the exact term that Clark used, but it was something like that. The Falcons and Ravens might have something cooking for Lamar Jackson. Today's the deadline to franchise tag him or non-exclusive tag him. And uh, again, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm caught somewhere in this netherworld, Darren, of being the old staunch codger. Like those old football and hockey guys that are like, get out of me. Get out of here with this stuff. Don't matter. Or the fans that are like, gimme, 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 gimme more. Because I was the guy stirring it up, right? When I was the voice of the Riders Mm -hmm. and the Pats for all those years, this is the hype. This is the buzz. This is what sells tickets. This is what gets people interested. I'm trapped in the purgatory of caring and not caring. And I feel like you're very much in the caring segment of that. Yeah, I am, because I like thinking about all the different possibilities, even if most of them don't end, ever end up turning out to be true. Um, but the Lamar Jackson thing, I think there is some smoke here, not just with with um, 
Atlanta, but with other franchises as well. I think there's a lot of um, turmoil right now and animosity between the Ravens and Lamar. I think, you know, the way he ended last season with the injury and not being with the team and, you know, he wants to get paid, but, you know, the value there. Um, I think there's a lot of tension between the two sides. And now looking at trade partners, it's, um, it could just be negotiation tactics, but it could be that they're actually looking to shop one of the most electrifying players in the National Football League. Well, you wonder how these networks could fill hours a day. It's with talk like this. And to be honest, it's, it's not even fast food. It's trucker. It's ga- gas station food. You know what I mean? Like it's something you yeah. pull out of the fridge at the, at, the truck, at the truck stop. But people just, that's delicious food, by the way. <laughs> not saying anything about truck stops. But at me. least at the fast food joint, they're making it to order at the gas station. They make it right. in the morning and it sits there all day long. <laughs> and people buy it. Yes. So, you know, but my thing is, it's like, then make a decision. It's like Nike with just do it. I remember, you know, my mom and my dad, who unfortunately you never had the opportunity to meet my dad. I think he met my mom. But I remember one time they were dilly-dallying over something. And finally, my dad just turned in the kitchen. He's like, just do it. I'm going to get you a shirt that says, just do it. You know, (laughs) I sound like uh, (laughs) Costanza's dad, George Costanza down here in Del Boca Vista. But but, but then just do it. Because clearly Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks had had enough of each other. And they broke it off. And look who won in that one, the Seahawks. Clearly, they have their guy. And, Den- and Denver's struggling with Russell Wilson. But, but make the decision. Like, Lamar didn't travel with the team for their last game last year, Lamar Jackson. And he's from Pomp. Last minute of play in the RP show. He's, Lamar's from Pompano Beach. was like 15 miles away from here. When I do the show from the beach house, that's where Lamar Jackson's from. He doesn't even have an agent which tells me he's actually, he would have to be a very smart guy. Have you seen these NFL contracts with the size of a phone book? He's either really dumb representing himself or he's really smart with having the ability to decipher what's in that contract. Man. Fun, fun, fun. Just do it. Allie in Texarkana, great show today, Rod. Thanks for having Brian on. It's always a treat for me. Troy in Toronto says, Wilner's Restaurants picks, check out. From Ryan in New York. Anyway, enjoy your day, everyone. I hope you enjoy whichever sports you watch tonight. Same for you, Moose. Thank you. Great job today. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. And the rest of you, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus. And the key. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) I like it.